It's the Life of a Sports Mom podcast with host Shoshana Cook. We're here Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Coach Cook's wealth of knowledge within college sports, recruiting, and the NCAA Clearinghouse will bring a new level to what we do. Here we go! Happy Monday, everybody. Tonight, we will be having a conversation that probably needs to be talked about a lot. And I am going to bring on my special guest tonight, Dijon Jernigan. How are you tonight, Dijon? Or DJ, as everybody calls you. I'm doing all right. How you are, Good, good. Thank you for coming on the show last minute, but... When I seen the title of your book, I was like, oh, we definitely need to talk about this because it's not talked about enough. So right. what made you right. come up with the title of When the Cheer Stop? Um, Man, I was just sitting there, you know, I, I, I wrestled with a couple of different deals. You know, you know me, and, and first I just want to say it's an honor to be on, on the show. Um, it, 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 it was, it was really just kind of watching how kids reacted to when it was over. And I just start, I started thinking about that and then really kind of like when it was over became the, the thought like, okay, when it's over, I'm like, nah, that sounds like a movie. It's like when the cheers stopped. Right. What happens? And I start think, really thinking about myself. And so I start going through that whole thing like, yeah, the cheers is like, you know, it's like a drug. It's an, yeah. It's a drug. And so yeah. some people some people don't really know uh, that, 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 that the adrenaline rush, the cheers are like a drug. But, but for some kids, it's like that thing stops you know, in the eighth grade, going to high school. Some kid, it yeah. stops when you're in the 12th, right after senior year. Something, it stops two years into college or three years in college. You just don't know. And so that's kind of what, that was the drive of when the cheers stopped. That's when that, that, that depression starts setting in. And you know what? I think it, having a kid in, in sports, I think it actually, I'm not saying that it stops them from playing the sport, but I think it mm-hmm. enlightens them on how bad they want it because I feel like I experienced it with my son and I experienced it with mm-hmm. my daughter. You know, um Yeah, it is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it works twofold. You know, it may, it, yeah. it depends on how how it was get like in the book I talk about in the first chapter. That's why it's 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 called what it is, managing expectations. Because yeah. the cheers got they have to be managed. You know what I mean? Like they really have to be managed. You have to really manage how they receive them, how they take them, how they you know, how they deal with it. And and a lot of times we don't. You know, I, I went back in my mind on like, okay, when did it start? And I can remember being in the newspaper in youth football and my dad cutting it out and we driving from LA to Pasadena 
to my grandmother's house, and she then being on the phone with everybody, oh, he's in the paper. He played football, and boom, and it just – and you wanted that. You wanted those accolades, yeah. and you wanted that, and, you, and and then you wanted it some more. And then when I got in high school, by that time we were, you know, it was like cable TV. Uh, they would do yeah. the game of the week. We were, we were on cable. And I had moved from L.A. at that time to Pasadena, so he was like, okay, he on – you know he on, you know he on he on cable, and then they, oh he on TV. I watched my grandson, and so now all my cousins. And then by the time I was in high school, going to college, it was like I was the black sheep of the family, like <clears throat> one of the first to go and to go for sports. So those cheers, so those cheers were still coming from the family. You had the school, you had everything, and then you know from there to the pros. <laughs> playing basketball, and then I can remember when they stopped, and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on? Yeah, like what's ha- what's happening to me?" And sometimes <laughs> so, I think because you get caught up, not caught up in a bad way, but your life mm-hmm. is that sport. Literally, you you eat, sleep, and mm-hmm. breathe that sport. So you're not mentally prepared for when it stops. Because right. you eat, right. sleep, and, and the sport is your life, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So depression could definitely set in if we're not paying attention as parents, you know, even when they're young. You're not paying attention. Absolutely. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how do these – How what would be a good suggestion for you? Because I know you are involved in the – the, the football world, basketball world, mm-hmm. you, you're involved in anything that deal with a sport. But right. how do you prepare a young lady or a young man on speaking up about their depression? Because a lot of people hold depression in until they just blow. Yeah, and I think it comes down to this, and and I, I'll give I give you a testimony, and then I tell you I tell you what you need to do, and then I'll give you an example. Parents have to be able to say so. So a lot of it is uh, you have. A lot of us don't realize sometimes our kids get to a level of where they think they are disappointing us if they say they don't want to play anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that we go back. If we go back, we done spent a whole lot of money, right? Yep. So yeah, the number the number one rule when you're dealing with depression questions, ask, hey, are you doing okay with this? And then reaffirm that if you do not want to play, I will support you in whatever it is you want to do. So a lot of times, and I'm telling you, it that may sound easy sometimes for mom, for me, for, me, for mom, but for dad who is posted 99 percent of the time about how good their kid is, uh, jumping mm-hmm. on Twitter, jumping on Facebook, doing that, it's hard for them because as much as we don't like to say it, we live through these we live through our kids. So what I would tell the parent is have those conversations. Be yeah. able to say no. Be able to say no. And this is what I mean by being able to say no. Hey, coach said we going to seven on seven. Coach said, we got this, this. Hold up. I see y'all have eight tournaments on there. My son will probably do four. 
whether you want him, right. you want him to play, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do four because you know what? He's going to be a kid. Yeah. We're going on family vacation. We're going to have a balance to where if he don't want to touch a football, basketball, or she don't want to touch a basketball, football, for three weeks to a month, I'm letting her know it's okay, and we'll jump back yeah. into training. We're not doing that no more. We, no. The kid believes this is a job at the age of eight and nine years old. When I was playing at eight and nine, it wasn't a job. It was fun. Now, yeah. they talk, they doing videos talking about getting recruited and where they want to go. I didn't even know U.S. I knew USC was a team, but I had no idea I could go there. Right. <laughs> you know, I wasn't thinking about going there at eight and nine. Right. So I think it's you got to communicate, you got to have a balance, and you got to be okay with saying to the top team or whatever you want, my son, he he's going to have a balance, and or my daughter, she's not going to go to that tournament, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, and be okay, and be okay with it. Yeah, because that 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 circuit is really busy. It, it's extremely busy, and <laughs> yeah. you haven't been involved with that circuit, you eat, sleep, and breathe that circuit. And it's like, right. when does your kid get a chance to be a kid? And that's, and that's what's happening. They're burnt out at 19 and 20. Like, this is why when they get to that age of recruiting, they're burnt out. If, yeah. they, don't, if, they, don't get, if they don't get what they, they want, they're like, Oh uh, well, I don't even want to play no more because I've yeah. been because I've been I, I've been told I was going to do this for so long. Uh, I don't yeah. want to play. That they believe it. I'm done. I'm done. You know. So communication and is it's always okay key. To be, yeah, and and I think do, you've been through it with your your sons. I've been through it with my son. It's a grueling process. There's no way around. Yes, it is. It's a grueling process, and sometimes. You don't want to answer your phone. Sometimes nope. you just want to. <laughs> I'm not taking no calls. I'm not answering no questions. I don't want you to call me about my kid. I don't want to do nothing today. I just want to rest. You know, so if right. you can imagine what we as parents could possibly feel sometimes, it's two times as much for the kids. Why? Because. John may see that Joe just got an offer that John feel like he should have gotten. You know what I mean? Yep. Now all of that yep. factor comes in. Okay, so what is it about me? Just a lot of factors with it to where you literally be like, are we doing the right thing for our child by putting them in this spotlight? Are we doing too much mm-hmm. so when it does stop, they're not going to know how to adapt to what is really reality? Yeah, and that and like, that goes with that. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was saying so. That's so. That's just kind of like the 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 uh, one of the chapters in the book is called my my plan A. <laughs> plan A is really yeah. plan B. You know, right. most of the kids have made up in their mind that plan A is I'm going to the league. Whatever league it is, right. that's where I'm going. And you're like, right. no, no, what are, you, what are you going to school for? And so, yeah. you know, 
I have kids tell me, you know, more times than not, I'm going to be a fireman if I don't go to the league. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? No, no, you're going to be a fireman. If you happen to go to the league, you're going to play football, but you're going to be a fireman. Right. Like, right. And so it's the cart, the cart before the horse, and it's like that's the drive. And so a lot of guys really literally take their degree as the consolation prize. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> that's not just consolation prize. That, that was your, that was, you know, I understand that was part of your goal, but I know the NFL was a goal or NBA was a goal, but come on, don't make that right. the consolation prize. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and do you think we as parents, well, I, I probably can answer this question to where I feel like we as parents sometimes have to back off and really just talk to them, you know, our, our kids other than sports. Like, let's talk about something else. You know what I mean? Because yes, the life is already yes. engulfed in sports. Talk about something else. You, you know what I mean? And I don't, it, I think we. That's go it. ahead. That's the, it, that's the balance. That's the balance that we yeah. fight for, right? And yeah. and I think that's that's the that's the thing. So I kind of talked about with my wife. We were when this was really happening, and I didn't know it. You know, I say this, uh, you know, in the book that I got I got to the place where I was getting the contact high off the cheers mm-hmm. that were going on with my with my son. So my my middle son going to Nike, my older son going to Nike, and they get invited to all this stuff. So when the cheers stop for me, I get to hear the cheers for them. It becomes now mm-hmm. another adrenaline rush, and so that's where that stuff become. That's where that became, uh, you know, that's where that became the same, you know, the same kind of kind of thing. And I'm like, oh man. I see it. So you've got to be yeah. able to recognize it. You've got to be able to back off, and you've got to be able to have those other conversations. How was school today? Yeah. What did y'all do in this class? Because yeah. we, we're, so <laughs> we're so surprised about the, the, the B or the C you got that we ain't never asked about it. We never asked about <laughs> the class. Right. We, right. We asked about practice. We asked about practice. What you do at practice yep. today? Yeah, we talked about what's we talked about Friday night. What's coming up on Friday? We talked yeah. about that. We didn't talk about and so I, I tell the story, you know, really how my wife got me. We went on a family vacation, and she told us there was no football this entire week, and we mm-hmm. we we was like we was like four crackies, like we didn't know what to <laughs> talk about. We didn't know <laughs> we were sitting in there like looking at each other. I was like, "What's up, son?" We'll say, yeah, like that. Why is mom tripping? It was like she didn't want to hear it no more. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how, like you said, that's the adrenaline rush or the high we were getting of just talking about what was going to happen when the season comes. She was like, we ain't talking about that right now. We, that's right. Not, not this. And we literally, family vacation, San Diego, we at the beach. She done pulled out all his drivers, diners, and dives. We going to eat wherever he ate, and we couldn't talk about no football. Oh, we was most miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's how we were. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. in 
engulfed, engulfed yeah. in this. We were, you know, and yeah. so that's where, you know, I'm like, dang, man. And and you, and the detox. So I'm going to ask you a question. Tell mm-hmm. me, what, what did you feel like when you didn't have to get up no more every Saturday morning from youth football? Like, was it like it a was small, weird. quick release? Like, you was like, oh, God. Like, what, what's going on? But it on? was weird like, because I felt like I know I'm supposed to be somewhere. I know I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing something. Like, it, it's still weird for me with high school, as, as crazy as that you, sounds. Like, you got to go. You're, you really feel like a visitor visiting Friday Night Football. <laughs> I go and see you're my friends' kids playing. I'd be like. What? You almost get sad. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it makes me miss it. You know what I mean? I miss it a lot because that high school family, I mean, we, we all still talk, but it was, it was great. But I feel like, dang, what should I be doing? As much as we as adults be like, oh, I can't wait till this is done because y'all running me ragged. Then when it's mm-hmm. done, you're mm-hmm. like, well, what am I supposed to do? This this is what oh. I've been doing oh. for 20-some years. What am I supposed to do? There you go. You got to find so, something to so, do. So, so imagine you, a mature adult. Yeah. But now a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah. For a lot of kids in the next month. So I was I was just studying this the other day. Mm-hmm. What they call they call senior fever, senior fever. So senior fever is like we coming up on it. Everybody go to spring break, and when you come back from spring break, it's literally a month and a half of school left. If you really did all your credits and all that, it ain't really nothing for you to do. Right, eighteen percent of your your eighteen percent of your dropouts drop out after spring right. break in their senior year. And I'm like, yeah, you have you have to end. What is it? You know what it's from? Fear and depression. Yeah, I, I fear and depression. Fear and depression. They don't know yeah. what they're going to do. They've been in school since kindergarten, and now it's twelfth grade. They have a group of friends that are going away to college. Another group of friends yeah. that are going to go probably junior college. Another group of friends that are going to go to the military, and that little eighteen, nineteen percent are going. Oh my God! Real life, it's uh, I don't yeah. know what to do, and so we have to now restart and let them know life's not over. It's starting. It's something new. It's it's it's, right. it's about to be fun, but but it's the unknown, and that's the other thing is that we we're so engulfed into the, you know, I would challenge parents right now, go in the room right now with your seventh and eighth grader and say. What do you want to do when you grow up? Because right. guess what? <laughs> Growing up is like four years from now. <laughs> what do you want to do? Yeah, it's, it's, and a lot it's not of that, long. No, and the biggest, one of my pet peeves is I have more young men, though. I, I don't know. I don't know what I want to major in. I don't. So we're not cultivating the mind enough to get people into place, and that's where the cheer, when the cheers stop, it's like, Small victories. When do you come in and celebrate the report card? Mm-hmm. A on the test. The A on the spelling test. The A in the English yeah. class. 
the, 90, the 97 in your science class. We don't. We don't post that. No. We post no. I bless. I, w- I was blessed to receive after a conversation with that I got my thirteenth offer. We we put that. <laughs> we don't we don't put yeah. after taking the taking the test with Miss Jackson's class. Uh, I'm blessed to receive a ninety nine percent. Yeah. So the game the game yeah, is I, messed up. And then I think so, I think um, just the social media. Oh. triggers you to always yes. want to talk about the offers that you have instead of your grade. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. the opposite, but it seems as though, and it's not everybody, you know, but it just seems that you see it more, oh, like, I've got this offer, let's just say to Alabama. We're happy for you. But in the back of your mind, you just be like, all right, just make sure all your your T's is crossing your eyes about it, like, because right. at the end of the day, if everything ain't right school-wise, those offers mean nothing. So right. you're still going to have an uphill, uphill battle, you know. <clears throat> well, you, oh, no, I, think, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I was going to say, I yeah. just totally agree. And I think that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's where people are. Um, I think social media – also uh, exposes the insecurities mm-hmm. right? because it exposes those insecurities because with my service uh, and talking to college coaches, college coaches for California kids and kids right now everywhere, but California kids especially are getting mm-hmm. this, this real, this real uh, reputation for being, Offer hungry, yeah, and 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 asking the parents like, well, when we come on Junior Day, are you going to offer him? Or you know, and coaches are like, man, what's wrong with these parents? Like, they don't want to build yeah. a relationship. They don't want to see the school. They don't want to know how, what's our graduation rate. They don't. They just want yeah. an offer, and and it's a turnoff. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know, but that's social media driven because we. We live in a very covetous world. We covet what yeah. other people have. We we want what, yeah. and we don't know what they did to work for. We don't know if it's fake. We don't know what, but we just covet. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> we we just covet. Oh, I won't. You know, I, I you know you know me. I talk about it real in church, right? Like yeah. other men. I want my relationship like he had with his wife. You don't know she's giving him the blues at home. You don't know. Yeah. I yeah. want what they had. What. Sister, you don't know what they've gone through to get where they are. So a lot right. of times we associate that we played together. I had a parent tell me, well, he played with all of them in Snoop League. He was on the same team. He was one of the best kids with them and you. And mm-hmm. he and he, all of them are getting offers, and I don't know what's going on with mine. Well, Mom, he grew to 6'6". He grew to 6'2". He grew 6'3". They all grew from when you're talking about when they were 8 and 9. Your dude right. is 5'11". He didn't grow. Life happened. Yeah. He's different yeah. than this. Yeah. Right? And so we have a hard time in transitioning that. Yeah. And it's tough. It, it, it's extremely tough, uh, the transition. 
explaining it and them getting it. You know what I mean? All right. Doesn't necessarily mean your kid's not going to get it. They just have to find a different avenue than somebody else who passed the eye test. That's it. But we want immediate action. So we can go on social media. We can say, okay, I got it. I'm 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 that I'm that dude or I'm that girl. I got it. You know what I mean? Not knowing that that could right. also play into a depression later on of you feeling like you wasn't good enough when that in fact wasn't true. You know what I mean? It just may be that your time is up with that particular path. But trying to right. explain it to right. an athlete, that's tough. You know what I mean? Especially an athlete who may have been in the paper a lot, who may have been doing a lot to tell them, well, okay, that particular path of your life is done. What do you, what are you trying to do now? You know, and I also think with social media, I also feel like Uh COVID exposed a great deal of stuff. Depression, people chasing for offers because COVID put a halt on everything. If you didn't have a plan, you were scrambling for something. Right. And a lot of people who were probably good players during COVID period aren't really playing right now because they either didn't want to go this route, they wanted to go this route, not understanding that if you didn't have a plan in before COVID stopped everything, you basically wasn't going to get any, you know, you wasn't going to get what you were trying to get. Right. And and, and I'm part of that, that COVID part with my, my youngest son, who's, you right. know, at San Jose with, with his brother, who who became a walk-on. Because prior to COVID mm-hmm. and coming back into that, that season, bigger than his brothers, just as fast as his brothers, um, probably was a Pac-12 type kid, that nobody right. got to see, played club football, played, then played five games, then came back his, his you know, senior year and did, you know, did well. But now when we came out of COVID, there was this monster called the portal. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. only with COVID, there, there was this college free agency thing happening. Um, but what COVID also did from a depression standpoint it also showed what would happen to kids when they when their routine was broken, and so because of the routine was broken, it also exposed the lack of mental toughness this generation had. You and I, L.A. growing up, gangs, the Rodney King, the the eighties, the Bloods, the Crips, the Killers. We we were built different. The yeah. minute football stops, my kids act like they were on some type of drug. Like, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> well, they, they, right. everybody, everybody, everybody came back home from school. My other, my two, you know, my my my, my two oldest, they come back home from school. They hear they they they're in the kitchen at three in the morning making pancakes, and I'm like, what's going on? Right. Y'all not at the door. Y'all not in the dorms no more, bro. Like, right. what are y'all doing? You know, right. but it was like, man, it ain't nothing to do. And they just ate and they got bigger 
and they didn't work mm-hmm. out. They, they were, they, it was a lack of motivation. It was like because yeah. that carrot, the carrot of football, the carrot of playing wasn't, wasn't there anymore, and they knew not yeah. what to do because of the routine. And so we also have to understand how to help our kids. That's why that balance is so important to help our kids understand how to deal with what everybody has a problem with. A lot of times, a lot of people do is change. It's yeah. change. They didn't know how to deal with change. It was like, well, we always playing football in August. We always working right. out in, in in April. We're always doing. So now all of that's not happening. And and then. You know, the governor and school and everybody was playing with their mind. We're going to play. We're not going to play. We're going to play. We're yeah. not going to play. You got to get vaccinated. You, can, you don't have to get, if you don't get the vaccinated, you know, it was just so much. And yeah. it really, it really messed our kids up from that balance. And I think that's where parents, again, that's why I say, hey, tell coach, when we go on dead period, it's dead. Don't call my house talking about, Kids throwing the ball, working out. We going on vacation. We out yeah. of here. <laughs> yeah. You know. Because it so. allowed them to see other than the sport. You have family time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can embrace. So, God forbid, if something were to happen and you're shut in with your family, okay, you guys are have been around each other enough that, okay, football has stopped. All right, what, what are we doing? We're bringing out dominoes. We could, what are we doing? You can feel, you can well, do something else. There so where you don't and look, feel and, like you're entrapped. And a lot of stuff, look at what happened. I mean, I started the streets take during the pandemic. Yeah. It became the podcast and we started yeah. doing that. You know, I started yeah. talking about recruiting more. It came out of that. Yeah. Like a lot of that a lot of people it was but again, mature adult able to say, Okay, I gotta do something else or I'm gonna lose it. You know what I mean? To yeah. where, you know, these kids didn't have that. It was like, okay, you know, I only can play. Now they playing the game. They were already playing the game. They really playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> they really playing Xbox and Madden, and and they, you yeah. know, I can't. I used to, I used to win some games. I can't win now because <laughs> of the pandemic. Right, right, right. <laughs> I used to get a, used to get a win in every now and then. Now they done perfected the game. Right. Um, Dude, I'm nothing. gonna ask you. A question. So I know people kind of stray away from this, but I felt it was important in college when you, you're you having, like, these group sessions football-wise. Um, mm-hmm. I know DJ had it at Virginia Tech where they would have just these powwows and they would have a therapist in there that would kind of yep. help them if things were not going how in their mind, how they have it planned in their mind. Um, I know a mm-hmm. lot of schools may not do it. I know a lot of schools that are doing it. But I would encourage parents, like, if your athlete's kid is not doing it, there is nothing wrong with that because it helps them open up a little yep. bit. Because if you I – don't, I don't know a parent and maybe there is a parent, I'm just not that parent, that haven't played a sport that their kid, you know, that doesn't understand that sports world. And it can be tricky. Sometimes our kids can shut down in a way that we think it's one thing when it's something else. Mm -hmm. So I'm an advocate for having your kids sit down with somebody. You know what I mean? 
it, it could be a group setting or by itself, and then they will hear that it's not just them who may be feeling that way. Because yeah, absolutely. COVID exposed depression in a way that I don't think nobody was ready for. But it also exposed it so where we talk about it more. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a taboo about being depressed. Right. Let's figure out how we can get you out this depression. So, I mean, I'm an advocate for the, I think, what do they call them, the sports, sports management therapist. I think that's what they call them, at Virginia Tech. Yeah. So and what, I think, what do you I think th- about that? I think it's very, very good. I think it's something that um, I was up for the job three times, uh, twice at the University of Nevada and once at Fresno State for the player development job. And I think they need to yeah. define that a little. Like, they need to really recreate that job description. I know my friend Courtney Morgan is the one at University of Washington. Um but it's usually like the player development person I think should be that guy having that these conversations, right? Like weekly come in, have a conversation with these guys, not only about how school is going, but right. how's life going? Like what, what's yeah. going on with life? Like what's, what's happening, guys? Like um, you and I being on, on this side, we've been through every recruiting trip where when everybody comes in and they give us, 20 minutes, maybe 30 yeah. minutes, maybe at a, great, a power five, maybe an hour of all of these internships and partnerships they have with companies. And we, that thing seems to go out of the window <laughs> when we start talking yeah. football and yeah. we start talking games and, and we forget. What was that lady's name that we met that said she was yeah. doing this? And we don't have, and, and, and because that, it all of this has to become important. And so yeah. I think it's, it's very important. It's one of the things I think parents should start asking while on recruiting trips, do you have somebody in place? Um, I tell kids all the time, everybody gets homesick. Everybody. I don't care. My everybody. son was at Cal Powell. Cal Poly, it is literally two hours and 31 minutes from my house. And he was like, I was like, you all right? Oh, and I just want to come home for the weekend. I'm getting tired. I'm like, dude, you at the beach on the coast. Like, really? Yeah. But yeah, everybody gets homesick. I don't care where you are, everybody does. So having that person there to say, hey, what what is homesick, you know, what that, you like telling them it's going to happen. Um, uh-huh. you're going to feel, you know, the biggest one is my son was uh, roommates with uh, his freshman year at Nevada with Romeo Dobbs, who goes play for the Packers down, right? Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, you're in the room with a guy that's a potential NFL draft pick. Like, what does that mean? So I asked him, what does that mean to you now that you see him in the NFL? He's like, man, I was on the road with that dude for my freshman year, and, like, we talked about life, and it's crazy. Like, he's there. Now, there's yeah. good and the bad. Like, he saw him go to the NFL, so now it's like, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. Ro- yeah. 
Romeo is he is six two and a half, six three. He's a little taller than you. You know, he's a different. You guys are different, and that's what I think. Yeah. You know, that's what those those sports. I think I think it's that's a must. I think you have to have those guys. I think you have to have uh, those guys having those conversations with people for sure. Yeah, uh, with the Absolutely. kids, and, and and you have to you have to say, you know, again, coach. How many times a week are they meeting with him? And is that a real yeah. thing? You know, and, and they have to do it. That's my hope with the book, that I can get to some spring balls, I can get to some fall camps, and just have these conversations with coaches and uh, as well as the kids. But, but player development guys, like you guys, get they get so interested to the team and recruiting, the kids that are on the team sometimes get – they get overlooked, overshadowed yeah. by, you know, we're trying to go to a bowl game. Well, he's yeah. trying to stay alive, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, he's trying to keep his mind right, you know, because, yeah. again, he, he's coveting something that now he's looking at it going, you know, I think every kid gets to that place. Like, I'm probably not going to the NFL. And when right. that – he has to have a, a, a moment to say, and that's okay because I'm going to do this. Right. And that becomes that becomes a hard, yeah, and that yep. becomes a hard transition. That becomes a hard transition. So, yeah. Because it's, it's extremely <clears throat> important that you want your kid to live their dream out. I don't know a parent who don't yep. want their kid to put their dream out. But do your yep. research on it, too. So if your dream is to be the top scientist, how many top scientists are there? You know what I mean? Like, do your research right. on it. Right. doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for you. I just want you to understand NFL is only 1%. So do you fall in that 1%? Where are you? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes right. we have to right. be the voice of reason for our kids without breaking them down. The voice right. of reason is what's going to help them understand if you're hungry enough, you can be the 1%. Don't just I think a lot of kids walk like, oh, I, I go to this school, so I'm for sure going to go to right. the pros because right. they got 17 people who went to the pros. We got to get them away from that narrative. <clears throat> right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because and that's, and... that narrative will break you down. <clears throat> well, that narrative. It will break and, you down. So I like. And I and I I think sometimes I sound like the most negative uh, recruiter there is because I'm trying to paint the right. real picture, right? <laughs> and so right. sometimes you, you but you have to be able to paint the real picture. And and yes. here's the lie. I want I want you to know the lie. The lie is is when the parent goes, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the education. But what comes out of your yes. mouth when he's not playing or when it's not going his way is not about education. It's always been yeah. about how bad it is and how messed up the coach is doing them and whatever. The same picture we paint about the life that it could be in the NFL, we have to be able to paint the same picture about the life it could be with your degree in finance, in business, Absolutely. you know, we, 
but we don't paint that. But that's the more realistic picture. Like the yeah. NFL picture is the hardest picture to paint. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 it sounds good. And so I like to tell kids all the time, well, guess what? You know how many guys didn't go to the NFL from San Jose? It's this equal amount of guys that didn't go to the NFL from Alabama. And it's an equal right. amount of guys that didn't go from Georgia. And it's another amount yeah. that didn't go from Tennessee. So guess yeah. what? That's what all of you guys have in common. All of you have in common is, is that now your life starts, you get your degree, and you guys will probably be going on some similar job interviews or doing some things that, you know. But the goal is, and what I like to tell kids, tell my, tell my own kids is, you want to wake up every day and go into the career and go to work and do what you want to do and enjoy doing what you do every day. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. If you are yeah. in the NFL and you don't enjoy it, it could be miserable there too. But if you got Absolutely. a job, if you got a career that you go to every day that you enjoy, that you worked hard for to get to there, hey, man, that's what you want. You don't want to go somewhere where you have to be there. You got to answer to somebody that you don't want to answer to. So that's right. why you're in college. You're not in there for the yeah. other stuff. You know? Yeah. And that, that's the picture we got to paint. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling them stuff like, you and your brothers, y'all don't want to buy no units? <laughs> you know, some right. apartment buildings? You know, Why do you sound like me? Get... I'm like, do you say when you get to this point, y'all need to buy some apartment units? But that's, that way y'all always get like, something. There you go. I'm like, hey, who? You know, I'm telling my son, I, I'm telling Isaac at San Jose, I said, you're in the Silicon Valley. Where's the Asian kid, one of your best friends, who daddy owns some tech company? Talk right. to him. Hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Go hang out. Go hang out with him. Go learn now, what I he agree knows. With that. Right? Because that's the guy yeah. when you wake up, you know, uh, I, I told them about the guy. I don't know if you saw the young man that's about to buy the Phoenix Suns who played at Michigan State, who, who was a uh-uh. walkover, who was mm-hmm. like the dopiest, dopiest little cat on the team, worked hard, walked on. Tom Izzo talks about him. He has the number one mortgage lending company in the country. He's a billionaire. He hired the starting point guard, Mateen Cleese, who went to the NBA with the Detroit Pistons. He hired another teammate who after they finished their career, they worked for him, and he just purchased the Phoenix Suns. That's oh, the guy wow. I, want to be fr- I want to be friends with on my college team. Right. 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 Now, he didn't go to the NBA. He owns an NBA team. Right. That's, Big that's what we should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got to run like, you know, like, he, he, he like Buffy says. You know, he don't write rhymes, he write checks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. I don't write rhymes, and I write checks. Like, I don't know, I don't understand why we don't okay. You get what I'm saying? It's okay if you don't get to that next level that way. But guess what? He got to the next level another way. Mm-hmm. That's his mm-hmm. next level. And it, it's funny how we don't make that okay. 
we don't make it okay because, and I, it's a chapter in the book. I don't know if you got the book yet. We got to get you a book. Um, it's coming. But, I ordered it. Uh, okay. So failure looks different to the black athlete in Chapter 3 is because, and why we don't make it okay is because we, no one ever told me it was my job to make it for the family. It is an right. inner something in us. And if nobody tells you, you don't have to make it for the – you don't have to – you go as far as this game takes you, but you use it to your advantage, but it's not about us. Like, but, but most black young men think, I don't care, where, depending on, you know, yeah, depending on your social makeup sometimes, but yeah. for the most part, a, lar- a large percentage of most young black men think when they play this sport, they are playing for the for the whole generation. That's why when people said uh-huh. when Ja Durant when 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 Ja Morant said, Oh, uh, you know, I'm gonna deal with my stress and they were like, Stress? You make two hundred and thirty one million dollars, you have five year two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. Well, yeah, he's stressed. Yeah, he's stressed because he, he he looking at cousins and family members and everybody and he yep. he is put all of that on him, no matter if anybody told him or not. That's what he's told yeah. himself. I got to yeah. make it for everybody. So guess what? He added stress to his life that he didn't even have to. But in his mind, I'm getting mama a house. I'm getting daddy out. My parents will never want yeah. fun. Grandmama going to be cool. My cousin over here. I played for the yeah. Globetrotters for two years. We made, we made mm-hmm. $900 a week. Okay, mm-hmm. and nine hundred a month per deal. If you do the math, mm-hmm. nine times four, thirty-six. The other nine, we made forty-five hundred dollars a month. And I'm telling you right now, when I came home from playing, my family acted like I was making forty-five million. Yeah. And it took it took my uncle to grab me and say, Dijon, you don't make that kind of money. Stop walking yeah. around here. Yes, you're a pro basketball player. But stop walking around here every time somebody asks you for something, you dig it in your pocket, going to the bank. Her life yeah. is going to get cut off whether you came around here or not. But you always yeah. got that aunt, like, the, the, your, your $50 is going to put her back on top of the world if she, if, if she, if she don't get it. <laughs> it's your fault. If, you if you don't get it, you know, you know then – he out there playing in the in, with the club, trying to make it all that money. Yep. And can't yep. help and can't and can't help nobody. Yep. No, I'm not making all that money. But they get to feel like. Yeah, and and guess what? Let me let me let me let me take you back to when the cheers stop. You get an adrenaline rush to be able to floss like you are making that money. So yeah. you give it when you don't even have it. Yeah. So people go, how are guys broke? Because it's it's almost a rush to feel needed, right? Yep. That's what those yep. cheers those cheers are those cheers are so much more than just cheers. They're cheers. Yeah. They make they make you feel wanted. They make you feel like yeah. I mean I I've dealt with it, you know, in in marriage those cheers. Because when you yeah. play a ball, you like everybody like me. 
Yeah. I gotta ask my wife, yeah. like, what's yeah. like, like, what's up with you? Like, you don't, you, she's like, boy, nobody care about you in that little basketball, <laughs> right? Right. But because you, but, but because, and this is why I, I really want your listeners to hear this. But because you've had your ego stroked for yep. so long that you bring that same attitude into your marriage. Yep. Especially. If, Especially if you met your girl while you was playing. Yeah. So now you ain't playing no more, and it's like, hey, she don't feel, I don't see like, she ain't act like she really only like that no more. Well, no, nah, yeah. it, it, I, I like you. Why are you tripping off of that? But but now the minute you walk out the door and somebody's like, aren't you so-and-so? You get the smiling chest stuck all out. <laughs> Man, stop. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, but but that's what that's what you're bringing into relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. the cheers, the feeling, men, a lot of men want to feel needed. It's yeah. that it's it's just she needs me. She needs me. Yeah. That's that's yeah. especially athletes. We come out of that. Yeah. Oh, she liked me. Oh, she. Oh, yeah. I like him. Yeah. And it's it's, it's all this superficial, this fake stuff. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta know when the cheers stop. You know it's okay yeah. to really find out. You know a lot of guys don't find out who they really are until yeah. afterwards. Today's so over. Yeah, because I ain't never really stopped and said, "Who are you?" I've been yeah. known as a basketball player for thirty years. I've been known as a yeah. football player for twenty years. I've been known as this person for twenty five years. And I really don't know who I am outside of that, and that becomes Absolutely. rough, and that becomes depressing, yeah. and that's where that comes yeah. from. So, yep. Well, yep. I know we we can go on and on and on, but the show is about <laughs> to come to an end. I want you Absolutely. to tell everyone how they can find your book. They can find it on Amazon. Um, they can just type in. Uh, Dijon Jernigan, my name D E J O N J E R N A G I N. Um, they can type in the title "When the Cheers Stop: How to Help Athletes Deal with Depression," and it'll come up. It's uh, on Amazon, fifteen fifteen bucks. Um, if they want to find me, they can go to uh, themanupfoundation.org. It's my uh, it's my nonprofit that I do work with young men um, from ages 8 to 21, um, teaching them life skills training um, on just life skills and then leadership training. And now we've added, you know, dealing with depression and, and entrepreneurship and all types of things that we have. But you can find me on there. You can you can uh, find me on there if you want me to come and talk about this. You can find me at the Man Up. You can book me there. Uh, or you can pull up Dijon uh, com or just put in Dijon Jernigan, John Maxwell. Well, I'm a certified speaker for John Maxwell team. And so I do uh, speaking engagements through the John Maxwell Foundation or John Maxwell Group. Well, I appreciate you. I will have my book at the spring game, so I need a signature in the book. I, I got you. We go into the spring game. It's May 6th. 
It's May 6th. I yeah. just uh, I talked to Coach today. So, yeah, we're going to be there acting up, and we're going we gonna, to we gonna get it going. All right? Until, so I tell, appreciate tell, you. Tell, tell, your, tell, your, tell your son, don't be hitting my son because they don't opposite <laughs> size of the ball because I don't want him hitting him for hitting him that time in high school. Smith Isaac was playing right. defense. He was like, he, he oh, hit. I'm going to get him back. <laughs> yeah. So he going to get him back now. And now they, they both bigger and stronger. But DJ right. looks like a, a, a Greek god right now. I don't want him hitting on my kids. So I will see All you right. in May. And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank I you appreciate you. No worries. Good I night. I appreciate you as well. Good night. Have a good one. So, in tonight's show, we learned that, yes, the cheering will stop, but there are things that we can do in between to kind of help our athletes deal with when the cheering stops. So, y'all make sure you go out and get his book. I already have mine. It's on its way. And... I'm going to also get the book for my kid because I feel like even if he doesn't want to talk to me, he can open that book and he can read some, some chapters in there that could help him when the cheering stops. Because one day, even if you are blessed to continue with your sport, it will stop. So I want to wish everybody a good night. And until Monday, wait, not Monday, because Monday is the national championship game for basketball. So I know ain't nobody going to be listening to my show because I probably will be watching the game as well. So the following Monday, we will be back. And when we come back, we will have something more exciting to talk about because we are here to elevate. We are here to get our kids in the right position so then they know how to deal with certain things as they are doing their path when whatever sport they're playing. So Good night, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Life of a Sports Mom. Have a good night.